0: Welcome to The War on Weight, where I'm gonna teach you how to have simple health habits and food solutions that's gonna make weight loss easy. Have you ever felt like you're in this continuous battle within your mind and body? Are you fighting to find the woman under all those extra pounds? Are you sick and tired of starting and stopping the diet of the week? Do you feel like you're losing the war on weight? Hi, I'm Keetha and I'm your new best friend. I've spent a lifetime on the losing side of the battle for more than 25 years, I was more than 50 pounds overweight. I was frustrated. I was exhausted, I was self-conscious. And despite any success I had in life, I felt like a failure, but I've won the war. How did I do it, you ask? I discovered how to implement simple, healthy habits, how to completely revamp my mindset and embrace some things that were causing me to turn to food over and over again. Lastly, I discovered how to make nutrition really really simple i've dropped more than 50 pounds and finally raised my victory flag on my overall health including success on the scale if you're tired of feeling like a prisoner in your own body you're just completely uncomfortable with yourself you're tired of buying clothes to hide your body you're tired of having your weight affect all your relationships with yourself and others you've been eating your feelings and then beating yourself up about it then this is the podcast for you Let's armor up, sister, and fight this war on weight together. Sisters, let's just start to feel good about the things we do each and every day. Today, I'm going to jump right back in with my friend and Tiny Habits coach, Julie DeLuca Collins. If you didn't listen to part one, wait a minute. Seriously? Did I just ask you if you missed an episode? I know you didn't because y'all are leaving some incredible feedback and reviews. They've been just amazing. I so appreciate it. If you haven't left a review, you could do that too. But let's just say you did miss it and you haven't heard all about Julie. Go back and listen to part one where she goes into how she created her business, Go Confidently Coaching. Learn a little bit about her, her book, and her podcast. This girl's on fire. She's working on book two. You're just gonna love her. But today we're talking all about habits. You know, I know y'all are gonna start just calling me that habit girl. Well, Julie actually is a certified tiny habits coach, and she's going to help us anchor in some really feel-good habits. Our brain just wants things to be easy and feel good. Why else do you think we go to the quick fixes to feel better? It's because our brain wants it to just feel good. So why not give your brain those little positive hits with things that actually help us reach our goals in life? You know, the ones in your mission statement? Oh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that means you did miss part one. So go back and re-listen to part one, and learn about how to write your mission statement in life. But today, we're going to armor you with some incredible tools to ensure that you reach your goals. So let's jump back in with Julie. Moving on to actually why we're here for Tiny Habits. So you are a Tiny Habits coach. Tell me what the
1: concept is and how somebody could get started with Tiny Habits. Sure. So this is one of my favorite topics. And the reason I became a tiny habits coach, along with other certifications I have, is because I wanted to be better at habits. And habits, I believe, are the key to be able to have the type of life and live the life you have imagined and be confident. Our brain wants to automate everything that we do. majority of the things that we do already are automated. And sometimes we have the habits that we want and we have the habits that we don't. Like many people, I've read Atomic Habits and it's a good book. I enjoyed it. I loved it at the time. And then I knew as I was trying to implement it, there was something that wasn't like quite clicking for me. And then I happened to meet uh, Dr. B.J. Fogg. And Dr. Fogg wrote the book Tiny Habits and he is the world leading expert on behavior design, which is a little different from James Clear that wrote Atomic Habits. James Clear is more of a a journalist, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to designing habits, some of the stuff that Tiny Habits uh, teaches you from the research that Dr. Fogg has done is that it doesn't take 21 days to create a habit. It actually, what creates a habit is feeling good. That's what creates your brain actually creating the habit. Um, The other thing too is that motivation tends to leave you. Motivation is not something that we can rely on to create a habit because if something is hard and we are motivated, then we're going to do the hard thing. But if something is hard and we've lost motivation, then it becomes very difficult to create that consistency and automate the behavior. So the premise of tiny habits is that you create an anchor moment or you find the anchor moments in your life. And when you have an anchor moment, then you create a behavior, but you have to make it small enough that it's not something that you're going to require motivation to do it. So for instance, one of the things that I talked about is at night, how I wash my face. Sometimes, you know, we have makeup and we're getting to bed and we're like, oh, I don't feel like going and washing my face. I'm too tired, right? That's mm-hmm. motivation. However, what I've done is I've created the, my anchor moment. I have to go to the bathroom before I go to bed because otherwise I'm going to get up in the middle of the night. So that's my anchor moment. Or technically, when I'm washing my hands after I use the restroom, that's my anchor moment. And what I've done is the face wash is right next to my hand soap so that as I'm rather than turning off the faucet, I just immediately go to the pump and then wash my face. And it's a very quick, easy habit to adopt. And I can just incorporate it. And then the third step is you have to have your anchor moment. You have the behavior. And then the last thing is you celebrate doing the behavior. Because when you celebrate it, and I'm not saying I'm throwing a party in the bathroom, but I'm like, good job, Julie, or high five, or give myself a thumbs up, or a little winky in the mirror, right? Right. Then your brain feels good, and then it does the behavior, and it replicates it. So tiny habits is just about creating small, tiny behaviors that are anchored to your everyday life already to create the behavior that you want and be able to do the aspirations that you've set yourself up to do. And that's what it's all about. You know, it's in the program that I coach.
0: We call that um, cues rewards. Mm-hmm. You have you have the You and then you have the behavior and then you have the short-term reward and the long-term investment in that. Mm. So same thing, same principle. So I've applied a lot of that as well as very much these tiny habits. So what I'd like to do is you and I walk through the six habits of health that people hear me talk about all the time Mm. and identify maybe one for you, one for me, tiny habit anchor for each one. Okay. All right. Let's we can do this off the cuff. We're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So healthy hydration. For me. Um, 64 ounces of water a day is minimum Mm -hmm. period. The end that is, I don't push myself to do much more than that. I was a 12. Okay. Maybe more than 12, eight to something diet Coke drinker a day. Mm -hmm. Could you not like, I mean, I was literally had nothing but diet Coke in my veins, like (laughs) no, no, no hydration water at all. So for me getting 64 ounces of water a day for going on a couple of years now is absolutely a huge feat. So I'm super excited about that. But one of the re- ways that I do that is that I always take a 24 ounce bottle of water to bed with me. It's on a nightstand. Mm-hmm. And I, then I also keep one in the bathroom mm. and that's a, usually a smaller bottle. And so for me, I, there's nothing better than water after you brush your teeth. Like I don't know, you know, like fresh water after you brush your teeth. So Mm -hmm. I have that one bottle that I always drink before I go to bed. And because I worked in the cardiac cath lab for so long, I have the bladder of a camel. So (laughs) I don't need to worry about if I drink 32 ounces of water because I went 12 and 14 hours at a time without anybody letting me be able to go to the bathroom when I was, you know, working in the cath lab.
1: So that's mine for hydration. What do you do for hydration? So for hydration, one of my tiny habits is when I let the dogs out. I typically have my bottle out next to because my my I let my doors my dog's out the back door my bottle's typically there um, and that's when I fill it up for the day and I have a sixty four ounce bottle that I fill up for the day and that's where um, and, and my goal is not to drink it not to you know take a sip. My goal is to just fill it up and I celebrate that. And of course, obviously, if I fill it up, I am going to have some water before because I'd like to have the water before I drink my coffee. So that's, and then every time, and then, uh, you know, I um, it's my bottle is actually down here. You can't see it, Um, but it's under my desk and it's a huge bottle. And it actually has the little things that tell you like three o'clock, two o'clock. And then um, I have it right here. You can see, I put her in a glass and every time I my, my my glass is empty, I just refill it, and I refill it, and I keep drinking it. And of course, when I go to the bathroom, then that's my other cue or my other anchor moment to refill my 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 water glass. That's and that's awesome. how I get my hydration in.
0: I've always looked at people who carry have those big water bottles. They mm-hmm. put the, it to me when I see a big water bottle, I immediately won't drink it. Mm-hmm. I just that's won't why I put it, it in the because, glass yeah, and so putting in a glass, that's a mm-hmm. great one. All right, so a healthy mind. We talked a little bit about that. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of people journal. um I keep my journal out so that mm-hmm. when I come in to my office in the morning because I for after I go and brush my teeth because that's what I do to wake up as I brush my teeth, drink water, go to the kitchen, get some food, mm-hmm. then I get to my office, and then my journal's always laying out. And I know that that is how I keep my mind healthy. Um, You also talked about doing your meditation and so in your cycle. So would you consider that to be your anchor is your wake up?
1: So, yeah. And and the other thing, too, is, um, you know, one of the one of the things that I've been getting trained on is as a mental fitness coach. And one of the things that in addition to the meditation, we do what we call um, working out our mind. Right. Just like you would go to the gym and we do that through what we call positive intelligence, repetitions. And we it's its similar to a meditation, but really becoming aware of our five senses, of our breath, of, of different things that really anchor you more. Um, I do that. That does help my mind. I know that one of the biggest things that, and, and this is what I've been teaching now that my clients that I'm helping through, the mental fitness is learning mental fitness to improve your mindset and improve Um, how strong your mind is, right? And not allowing our saboteurs because our mind can be, it's negative. Our mind is 90% negative, your thoughts that you're going to have throughout the day. So it's very important to be able to fill it with the right kind of thoughts. And that's why I do affirmations as well. This is why I I journal in gratitude as well. And I keep a journal, probably I have one in every room of my house. So if I am feeling uh, kind of like, I can just pick it up or I can look through I have a jar of, gra- of gratitude and a lot of times um, I may be in the room and maybe, you know what, I need a little pick me up. I'll just pick up something that I was grateful for in the past and kind of read it and it always brings a smile to my face. So I think that these are the things that I pour into my own cup and refill um, my battery when it comes to having that mental fitness. And that's important.
0: I did a book study, um, I guess it was in May and it was on 1000 gifts Mm -hmm. and it absolutely is a story of gratitude and how finding just the gifts in every single moment. Um, And so it's just, um, gratitude is such a huge part of mental Mm -hmm. fitness. Um, And I do, um, and just no spoiler alerts here, but the, in Julie's teaching mental fitness is there's 10 saboteurs that will come mm-hmm. after you. Yeah. And um, and I saw a, yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine are competing. Like, Nothing wrong. They, they're all competing right at the top. Like, I was like, what does this mean? Like, right. they're all at the, they're all like almost the same. And so well, I thought, you know what? Because I'm really good at everything. <laughs> even the saboteurs. So like I was trying to build myself up a little bit as far as like not letting that affect me as like, Oh, cause I could have looked at it and go, Oh, well, no wonder, no wonder you struggle mentally. And no wonder you've <laughs> had to struggle with your weight. No wonder you've struggled with this. No wonder you've struggled with this relationship. No wonder you've struggled for this. But then I looked at it, I'm like, no I'm just yeah. really well-rounded and very competitive with yeah. myself. My own brain fights me so hard, but I'm just happy that, that I've been able to Find so many tools and put them in my toolbox to get me past that. So, what yeah. about healthy motion? What yeah. do you do? What would be a good one for someone who says, okay, I really want to start moving? Um, mm-hmm. I don't really, and with my clients, unless they're really at ideal body weight, we don't really encourage heavy exercise, just mm-hmm. everyday movement. Like, it, there is just not yeah. enough credit given to walking up a flight of stairs extra oh, during sure. the day versus trying to go out and run five miles, just do the stairs a couple of times. So anyway, so what would be uh, for somebody who wanted to increase their motion or their movement? What would be uh, something you could anchor it to?
1: So good. So in the mornings, um, this is one of the first things that I encourage, um, and and especially, you know, having haven't had the background as a yoga teacher. um, I cannot currently, because I've gained weight through the pandemic, um, do and be at the same level that I was as a yoga teacher. But one of the things that I, I want to do is functional fitness. And, you know, there's a couple different things that in Tiny Habits we talk about. Dr. Fogg, he talks about his favorite habit of doing planks. Now, I am not into doing a plank necessarily uh, like he does. He What he does is his anchor moment is after he uses the bathroom, he does a 10-minute plank or, really? or 10 push-ups in the bathroom. The bathroom. You know what, I'm not gonna I, and my bathroom floor is clean, don't take me wrong. Right. But yeah, I do some squats. And every time I go to the bathroom, as I'm washing my hands, I do three, four, maybe ten squats, depending on how good I'm feeling. And those You are know the every female that's every
0: female that's listening right now is still stuck on him doing planks on the bathroom floor. I after know a, everybody after is. a yeah. male has yeah. been in the yeah. bathroom.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it's too funny. It's, and he talks about this in his book. He talks about how he does the, the push ups or the planks in his bathroom, or maybe he does come out, but no, I don't. Anyway, that's his anchor moment. Um, the other thing, too, that you can do is um, if you've ever done any sun salutations or you can just breathe in and then drop you know you have, fold your body to the floor and touch your toes first thing in the morning and do a couple stretches just very gentle you don't have to be crazy if you go to youtube and you can you can google sun salutation it will because what it does is that it teaches you the breath right and you're doing some of the breath and you're moving you're bending um the other thing too that you can you know lately i've been walking around my block Our our main street. We live in a on a a busy road, but they're doing construction, and it's so quiet lately that I can actually go around the block and not see cars, which is very unusual for me. Um, But we've been walking around the block, and I'm not going for like hours of walking, but it is actually half a mile according to my Apple Watch. Um, But it's a nice little leisure walk. I'm going slowly, and I take a look at. You know, try to notice something different of the neighbors' houses every time I go around. So I'm not focusing on, oh my God, I'm going to go for how long and how is this going to be. But I'm just really enjoying that moment and really being present. And that's one of the things that your listeners can do.
0: Absolutely, you know, I talk a lot about what we call the neat activities, which are, <laughs> you know, the non-exercise thermogenic activities. <laughs> um, and it's amazing how you can convert so many things. Yeah. I mean, just even like. On a a class last month, I was encouraging people that, you know, think about 25 years ago, 30 years ago, when Mm -hmm. we wanted to change the channel on the TV. Yeah. You had to get up and walk across the room. So I encourage them just every time you increase the volume or decrease the volume or change the channel that you just stand up, Mm -hmm. stand up and sit down like that's an anchor. Change the channel, stand up and it just gets you moving a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk, let's do a couple more. So healthy surroundings. So this involves, you know, making sure you have an environment that is set up for healthy living. Yeah, You want to make sure that your environment is healthy in all Mm -hmm. ways. This is going to be a little bit harder, I think, for us to maybe identify, you know, a an anchor moment or a tiny habit, but maybe not. So I'm gonna <coughs> excuse me. I'm gonna leave it to the professional to go first, <laughs> and then see if how I can come up with ones that I already do because I think I have a couple. And if I understand tiny habits correctly, I think I have a couple of anchors that I've already established.
1: Yeah. So for me, the surroundings are very important. You know, someone who, um, especially in the winter, when seasonal affective disorder really affects me, and and it's a at- Part of depression, I have to curate my environment. I have to curate where I am. Um, the first thing that I do is, um, believe it or not, my desk. Um, I I am I could be a scattered person, so I could leave piles because my I'll start one thing and I'm like oh my calendar says I need to go to the next thing. So I have to be very regimented in that way. And this is why my calendar is my best friend. Nothing gets on my calendar unless I allow it to. But also I have certain times that I do certain things. And in the mornings, a lot of times I start my day by just clearing up my desk and making sure that all I have is the, you know, when I open up my computer is my anchor moment and I clear my desk out. I clear anything that doesn't belong in here. And that's one of the ways in which I curate my space. The other thing too is um, at night, and I'm not 100% perfect, of course, but there's times also in which when I come down in the morning, the first thing that's going to greet me as I'm letting the dogs out is my kitchen. So I try to leave my sink clean and put all the dishes away and then just kind of wipe down the sink and the counters and not leave. So I don't like that those little piles of clutter, which believe me, it is one of these things that... um we, we so easily take for granted, but those are the things that can definitely kind of trip us up because it's the environment. That's the first thing that we see. Um, a lot of times, like my husband, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but he'll like make little piles of dirty clothes. And I try to move that because if I'm laying in bed, that's not what I want to look at. I want to look at something beautiful, perfect, and not perfect, but beautiful. That's appealing, you know, your eyes. Is, is the thing that takes in a lot of the stuff around you. So, you know, if you're waking up in the morning and you're seeing a pile of clothes in the, in the ground or at night um, when I go to bed, the other thing is I make my bed in the morning. That's another thing, part of my routine. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't feel like it. But as I start to get dressed, I, I make it anyway. Um, and then when I go to bed, sleep at night, that's part of the curating my environment. I go into my bedroom, I'm like, Oh, look how nice it looks in here. Right. So little things like that you can do. You know, the making the bed is a huge thing. Yeah. So kind of get
0: a little personal here, but I used to never make my bed. <laughs> and then, um, I got myself into an abusive relationship mm. and I kid you not this particular relationship. Was if I didn't have the bed made, I had no idea how the night would end. Oh, yeah. And it became to the point to where you're talking about an anchor moment. Mm-hmm. I would drive 85 miles an hour to make sure I got home first. If I did not make the bed, yeah. I would jump through hoops. I would. I found myself doing things to get out of work early just so I could get home to make the bed so that I would not end up in the corner in a ball by the end of the night. Yeah. that's It was a huge thing for me. So Mm. after I went through uh, about 18 months of counseling after that relationship, (laughs) as you can only imagine, I came out a much better person out of all of it. Mm. But one of the things that she would challenge me to do was because I couldn't get past the whole not making the bed. Mm. Like it was still the best they could describe was I was stuck in flight or flight. I was working in the cardiac cath lab. I was in emergent situations all the time. You never Mm. knew when things were going to go bad. Then I would go home and be in this emergent situation. And then I went through a period of, of police outside my house,
1: stalking Mm. all the
0: things that went on that really did not, that was very troubling for me, but Mm -hmm. I still could not break the, I can't not make the bed. It was very strange, and so anyway, I had my therapist said, "I want you to not make the bed. Yeah, like make it as messy as you can." So I went through several months of that, and then we got back to okay, now because I liked the bed made,
1: right? I
0: did, but then I was, but there was so much fear attached to it that that it was weird how it was something I liked, but it it triggered me because you had to
1: associate it to something different. Because mm-hmm. the association you had was to an unpleasant, to fear. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it kind of, your body remember that when yes. you saw the bed made. So you had to stop making it to recondition yourself and retrain yeah. your brain. And so now I make the bed every day. And, I wrap, and
0: every time I make the bed, I remind myself, I'm wrapping this as a gift for myself for tonight. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. And I so love, so love that. When it talks, I, one of the other habits is healthy sleep. And so mm-hmm. when I think about how do I prepare myself for healthy sleep, that is i start in the morning kind of like you you do mm-hmm. some of yours at night Well, i start some of mine in the morning wrapping that gift for myself in the morning
1: mm-hmm. because when
0: i go to bed because it the bed creates anxiety for me if it's yeah. not made it's very strange i used to yeah. go from not making the bed to making the bed with perfection to then that causing a bad trigger to now like now when it's not made i still get anxiety because i love it the way it looks yeah is it it our brains are fascinating fascinating organ of our body. It
1: sure is. And I think that, you know, we have to um, be curious as to, oh, why is my brain doing that? Or what am I thinking? And and I think that that's one of the biggest key in uh, being able to move forward into happiness is really having that curiosity mm-hmm. um, and just wondering these kind of things and not, not beat ourselves up over
0: it. Right. And, you know, creating the affirmations and saying things out loud. Those, those are things that, that for triggers, when you have fear triggers, you, that those, those techniques work so well. Yeah. The the bed being unmade now no longer triggers fear in me. It took a long time to get past that. But anyways, let's maybe go on to weight management. What is something that we could, um, we could anchor a habit to around our weight management or what would be like, let's, let's just talk more about like, how do we monitor our weight? Let's do that instead of actually weight management, weight management and anchoring habits. We could be here for hours. So for sure. (laughs) So like for me, I weigh on one day of the week. I know which day of the week I'm going to weigh on. I know what I'm going to do with the scale. I know exactly where I'm going to put the scale. (laughs) I know that my routine, you know, I get up, go to the bathroom and then I put the scale in the same spot (laughs) Mm. and then I let it zero. And I take a deep breath. I ask myself a few questions so that I don't let the scale make or break my day because that Mm -hmm. can happen to so many people. And I make sure that I know I I, I say out loud, the scale is data for my week. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I've done the, what have I put in my body? Has it been good? Have I done the things that I need to do? Have I drank my water? I have all this mental conversation with myself and then I get on the scale. And then I do this little dance, go, look at me, go,
1: go, look at me, go.
0: It's still looking good. So that's my anchor. Would that be an appropriate anchor?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, my, um, so my scale, we have this little window seat um, in my, in my bedroom. And the scale is right in front of the window seat. The window seat is where I keep all of the mountain of pillows that I use to make the bed. Right. So In the morning when I'm making the bed, then that typically is my anchor moment when I'm making the bed and I look at the scale. Um, I am of, for me, and one of the things that, because when I don't weigh myself daily, and this is something that, um, you know, that ends up um, detracting, right, right? is when I don't weigh myself on a consistent basis, then I know that my weight's is out of control. And that's mm-hmm. and when I go back to, and it's, you know, you and I, part of the No BS group that we've been a part of, um, I've been just got into the routine of just weighing myself in just uh, being in that moment. Um, but yeah, the anchor for me is seeing the scale and knowing that, hey, this is just it's, it's not a judgment on me or my actions. It's just data to know where I am and keeping part of the data and understanding. And I do track what is on there. I track it. I have an app that I called, um, it's called Happy Scale. I use Happy just, Scale too. Yeah. I love it. it. It just keeps track of where you are. And, uh, that's, that's how I, I monitor that. Yeah. I, I've always been either
0: a everyday wear or not a wear at all. Yeah. Same thing out of sight, out of mind, you know, or, oh, let me get on the scale so I can see how bad I'm doing. Like that that was my moments. And so it's taken me almost a year now to get to where I would say it's probably been four months or so now that I've not been weighing every single day Mm -hmm. that I've done for years and years. Um, I've got logs and logs and logs of my weight. And it was when I realized that my logs and my data and my apps and all the things i had for my weight was more for me was more confirmation for me mm-hmm. that i was unsuccessful oh wow like it took me a long time to get to that aha moment and so mm-hmm. now i know that now that i now that i know how to fuel my body and now that i know how to to maintain my weight and mm-hmm. to lose weight like i know i don't have this fear of the scale going up and down 5 or 6 right. pounds every single day I know that there's going to be a natural fluctuation, but I don't have that fear around it anymore. And then I also don't have those beatdowns.
1: So that's really good. Yeah, The beatdowns are are the things that I think that get in our way. And I think that that's for me, at least that's when I decide, you know, that it's not a beatdown. It's just knowledge. It's just a number, just like checking your bank account. Right. I mean, you want to see where you are with your money. Oh, you know, especially if you're a business owner. (laughs) Right. You got to
0: know where you just need to know where you are and not. And, and take action based on that then the last one is healthy eating mm-hmm. what is one of one of the things what is an anchor that that that
1: triggers you to eat something healthy and well you know what this has been kind of one of the challenges that i've had lately um so my one of the anchors that triggers me eating healthy is just having the right food at home
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um i i have gotten into a poor habit through the pandemic of you know, because as you're building abysses, you're running around, you're doing a lot of different things. So I was out of a routine and then I stopped prioritizing prepping food. On um, mm. the weeks that I eat better is because I've prepped food. I bought healthy food and that's what's in my refrigerator. And... When I don't shop, or or sometimes I do shop, but then your brain's like, oh my God, it's going to take forever. It's going to be faster if my husband picks something up or has something delivered, right? Right. So um, for healthy eating, it's just surrounding yourself, number one, with the right food and the things that are going to, and, and having a plan, not just going on it like, I'm just going to go and figure it out when I get there. No, because then you're, you're, you're dealing with fatigue. You're dealing with decision fatigue. Mm
0: -hmm. And this
1: is when you can make poor choices. So it's important to have a plan in advance and to know, Hey, um, that's what I'm grabbing. This is what I have. This is what, what," and I'm very good with eating um, consistent. Like I could eat the same thing, several meals, right? And, it's not boring, it's actually easy and it's like okay, I don't even have to like think about it. I'm going to go to the refrigerator and that's what's cooked and that's what we eat. One of the things that people hear me say
0: all the time is that I had to figure out one biggest thing I learned was I cannot outrun the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Even when I was exercising all the time doing all kinds of everything I could think of, the nutrition yeah. is so important, but I had to figure out how to make it simple. Like it could not be complicated. Mm-hmm. And for me, wow. doing a lot of meal prepping is very complicated. Mm. Um, and so I have a couple of things for healthy eating that I've, that I have learned and that are my anchors is I have alarms in my phone. I eat every mm. two and a half to three hours. I never did. I think I would actually do that, but I do I eat every two and a half to three hours and I have an alarm that goes off in my phone. That's awesome. I love it when my husband says, Oh, time to eat. And he really <laughs> likes that when we're doing chores. He's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you need to eat, so we need to stop what we're doing." There you go. Like, when well, you can continue <laughs> on, I'll go you grab can keep something. Going. And I'll be, you can I'll keep be right going.
1: back. Yeah, for so that sure. That is a,
0: that's a huge anchor for me. And the days that when I had my back surgeries, there was times I turned the I turned the alarms off mm-hmm. because of my sleeping and things like that, mm-hmm. and I was totally out of sync. Like yeah. I would wake up and it'd been six or seven hours, and I hadn't eaten, and I was starving, and Like I just wasn't serving my body well. So that's not one anchor. And then the other thing that anybody who follows me on Facebook knows, I post a what's for dinner recipe every single day. Mm, That's so good. And that's, here's a, here's a, um, aha moment for all of my listeners. That is not what I'm making for dinner that night. Okay. Because do you know how hard that would be? That would be really hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to post this today. I'm going to make this today. I started that album for myself.
1: Mm. So
0: now when it's time for dinner or it's time for, I I take a sticky note, literally a sticky note. And I write down six of those recipes and I write down on on a sticky note. This is my, this is my weekly plan right here. Okay. And I write down six things that I want to make sure I have everything in the house for. Mm. And then I keep that sticky note on my desk all week. So then when it's time, for me mm-hmm. to go make dinner after I've right. run around all day and not doing what I'm so like, just in a hurry, because I'm very busy, just like everybody else. I look at the sticky note and go, hmm, that one looks good. I go to my Facebook page. I pull up the recipe and it's Ooh. that simple. That's and so good. for me, the sticky note is an anchor. So I mm-hmm. have six things to choose from. Right. And I just make sure I always have something in the house. Yeah. Um, that's so I am. Good. I am not the best prepper when it comes to, to, you know, meal prepping the whole time. However, I'm really good at like, let's say I'm going to make chicken. Mm -hmm. I may cook enough chicken because six ounces of of chicken breast is a serving for me. Right, right. I may cook three servings Mm -hmm. or four, really, because there's two of us. And then I take two and I make it for that meal. And then I take the other two and I put it in the freezer. And then that way I have something already made, and I do the same thing when I do my ground beef or my ground mm-hmm. um, ground deer or ground turkey. I mm-hmm. go ahead and cook it, and I just cook the a full package, and then split it up into serving sizes. So that's kind of that's good. a, that's a good a little, tip. I like it. That's a little bit of prep. All righty. So I think we are coming to the end of our time, but I did want you to tell my listeners a little bit more about your tiny habits classes or your mental fitness class. Like what do you have that they could go and learn a little bit more about how to create some anchors and some create some good healthy habits?
1: Well, number one, if you want to learn a little bit more about tiny habits, um, the tiny habits coaching program, the tiny habits Institute, we have a free five days coaching program And if you go to the link in my bio on Instagram and my, um, I am Julie DeLuca Collins on all of the social media platforms. So you can find me and DeLuca's with two C's, by the way. Um, You can go and find Tiny Habits. There is a link for the Tiny Habits five day challenge. And you can just sign up for the five day challenge and that will teach you. It takes less than five minutes per day. And you will get an email from myself as your coach teaching you tiny habits. You get a video from Dr. Fogg that is two minutes and you just reply to my email and you let me know how you're doing and I coach you um, and I make myself available for you to learn the tiny habits. That's one thing that you can do uh, throughout the year anytime that you want. Um, A lot of people that I have that I've coached through the program, a lot of times will say, you know, I want to try to create this habit and this is what I want to work on this week. And once they really get good at it, then they say, hey, I'm going to do the five days again and I want to learn another habit. And they do that. Um, The other thing is with mental fitness, as a mental fitness coach, I do run, um, I've been running a masterclass to teach people about what it is. And if you want to, you can direct message me or message me at julie at goconfidentlycoaching.com. You can email me at that email. Um, I can send you the quiz where it can can, uh, help you figure out who your saboteurs are and what are the things that you use to sabotage yourself and rob yourself of happiness and um, what robs you of being mentally fit and having that positive intelligence. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has You're been welcome. fun. Um, I love I this. I love being you on your show. You're amazing. I love, you know, this has been a really fun time to just spend time with you and uh, talk about all things. Yeah, it's just awesome.
0: I just love having you in my circle and part of my tribe. And and thank you for coming on to the podcast yeah. early on as my early, in the early days. I'm so excited. Like it's just Anytime, so, girl. It's so much fun.
1: All Well, thank you for having me. You're amazing. And I am so proud of all the work that you're doing and the lives that you're impacting. And, thank you. Uh, you know, thank you again for having me. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Don't forget, go confidently, people. <laughs> I love that saying. I'm going I'm to
0: print it out and put it on my wall. There you go. Sister, could you relate? Did you feel that woman inside of you just trying to break free? If so, then we need to be friends head on over to the Facebook and send me a friend request. I'll actually accept it. You'll get my daily healthy eating recipes and see all the fun I have living a larger life in my smaller body. And you may even get a laugh or two over me and my 50 plus chickens. I proudly claim the crazy chicken lady title. Plus, you might get some gardening tips on growing your own healthy meals. You'll quickly fall in love with my chocolate lab Brady and one of my many cats. You'll also see that I am a lipstick-loving, coffee-drinking mom, wife, and Jesus freak. Can't wait to see you over on Facebook. And more importantly, I really want to hear your thoughts on the show. I want to see your written reviews. Take 60 seconds and leave me a written review and then screenshot it and go on Instagram and tag me so I can give you a proper thank you for your review. If you're already thinking I might be the coach from you, you can go ahead and schedule a free appointment with me at CoachKeitha.com. And how you spell Keitha is K-E-A-T-H-A, CoachKeitha.com. You can find all my social links in the show notes, as well as my website link. Thanks again for listening to my show. I'll see you on the battlefield. Until next time.